Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and my goal each episode is to bring you fresh ideas, a new perspective, innovative practices from some of the most successful financial advisors in our industry. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast. Season one is wrapping up. This is actually our finale show and I have my business partner on the line, Josh Watson. Hi, Josh. Hello, Jamie. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Happy to be here and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's crazy that we've already done the podcast for this whole year. So for those of us that have listened since we launched in January, I have had so much fun with our guests and getting feedback from advisors on this. I don't claim to be the greatest host or even to remotely know what I'm doing with a podcast, but I can say it's been fun and we can only get better, right? That's exactly right. I think, yeah, you've got a season under your under the books now, so season two is going to be even that much better and more impactful for our FSPs than ever. Yeah, so we have some exciting news to share about season two. Josh, you are going to join us and we're going to take a little break, but then we'll be back together next month. Josh and I are going to co-host the Advisor Arena. So, Josh, you don't know anything about hosting a podcast either, do you? That's exactly right. <laughs> but that's why you're bringing me on, because it's going to make you sound that much better. So, totally get it now. I knew totally I had a I can say you are pretty freaking likable and will bring a different perspective. So I know it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get started on the new season with you. We'll have to no, do a, we'll have to properly intro you and get into uh, some just personal info about you so people can get to know you a little bit. But today we are going to do an Ask Me Anything episode. So for weeks, we've taken calls from our advisors with questions they want answers to. We told them nothing was off limits just to ask whatever is on their mind. So Josh, you ready to tackle this today? I think so. Let's uh, let's start it off. What, okay. do we, what do we have so far? Well, our first question comes from Anthony in Louisiana. Anthony owns his own REA firm. He's been with us for years. He has a small administrative staff and he consistently does about 20 million a year. So Let's give, uh, or excuse me, let's hear what Anthony wants to know, and we'll see if we can't address his question. Hey, Jamie, this is Anthony. So thank you so much for collaborating with other advisors, and, um, and, and let's really try to get the you know, best of class in so many different areas of our business. So my question is, through this COVID uh, you know, environment that we're in, what are some of the most effective marketing tools and uh, marketing platforms being utilized by your more successful offices in bringing prospects into the top of the funnel? What are they doing to bring them there? And then I guess the second part of that question is the process by which they're bringing them from the top of the funnel to then bringing them to ultimately a first appointment, whether it be a a, uh, a virtual appointment or an uh, in-person appointment, what are some of the processes, most effective processes you see once they get them into the top of the funnel, bringing them into ultimately that first appointment, whether it be virtual or in-person? Uh, but, but the primary part of the question in, is, is what are the most effective marketing 
platforms that you see right now in some of your top offices that are bringing people interested into the top of the uh, marketing funnel. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much, Jamie, for everything you do. Thanks. Okay, so I like the visual he gives for this. Get them in the funnel, top of the funnel, but that's just the start of the process. So what do you think about this, Josh? So, yeah, so there are definitely uh, multiple ways right now you can get people to the top of the funnel. So ones that I've been hearing about recently um, are the gift card program. So it's also known as the concierge program. So what guys do, instead of sending a mailer to do a seminar or a workshop, they're actually sending a mailer offering a gift card uh, for somebody to come in and get a second opinion on their finances. So what we see, you don't typically get the number of responses that you would to a seminar mailer, but the quality that you get off of that is a lot better. So that's a big one that I've heard about recently uh, that I'll throw out there. I think that's a good one because it's been around for years and sometimes things work so well, we just stop doing them. But people are, are starting to show a little Zoom fatigue, right? I mean, virtual seminars and educational workshops and meetings, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're they're tougher than they were even three months ago to get people to engage. So going back to something that allows you to connect with people and have that be either a face-to-face meeting or a virtual meeting is a great one. Um, I know he had two parts to that question. So we could talk about ways to get them into the funnel all day long. I think that's a great example. But that is something that I know he does really well with knowing that that's just the first step and he's always looking for ways to improve. He's always asking what others may be doing that are more effective. So first of all, what I would say about the second part of his question is you should always have a process that's done the exact same way every time. Don't deviate. It should be automated, effective, efficient, and you should categorize who you're dripping on. So you know, Josh, I know you're familiar with this. Let's just talk through a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you can think of some of our top agents. Think about what they do with categorizing who they're dripping on. Where did they come from? Did they come to an event and request an appointment? Did they come from social media and they just wanted a free download? Did they attend a virtual workshop and they didn't set an appointment? Those are the categories of people that should be getting a different set of messages, right? Totally agree. And with what's going on right now, that is more important than ever, in my opinion. It kind of brings me to another marketing topic or one more way to fill the top of the funnel. And that's with directing your marketing message or taking advantage of those prospects that you've already been in front of. So those seminar prospects that you weren't able to close out, you should be inviting them now to your online seminar. If you're going to do one, you should, your drip email marketing message should be different to those groups as well. So I really think you're exactly right. It's more important than ever to be organized and make sure that your groups are segmented and hit them with a different message uh, and see what's going to be the most effective. Yeah, that's a really good point. Not overlooking the people that you've already spent time and effort and money to get in front of and maybe Um, They just didn't see the opportunity when it first arose, but now is the time to go back to them and make sure that you're staying in front of them. 
Um, I know for many of our advisors, the thought of automating and being efficient and organizing all that and categorizing all that, you may think, well, I don't have a staff to do that. That is something that we help with all day long. You know, virtual marketing is like a, you know, an assistant here on your behalf that can help organize that. So if you're listening and you're thinking, I want to do that, but I don't have the manpower and I don't have the desire to mess with technology to do that, certainly something we can help with. So our next Definitely. question comes from Bobby in Florida. Bobby is part of a father-son team. They also own an REA firm. They do about $20 million a year. So let's hear what his question is. Hello, Jamie. Uh, this is Bobby. I have a question for you that maybe you could get back to me. No rush. But, you know, many clients, they're concerned about the market going down, and they want to put money into maybe a money market or savings or checking account. They have low interest there. And I have clients that have like thousands of dollars literally in low interest accounts and all of them just remember the 80s when the interest rates were 10 12%. So my question is when will the insurance companies maybe come up with a better multi-year guaranteed annuity and I know we have 3 year, 4 year and 5 year but the problem is if they commit to say a 3 year and the interest rates go up or the market improves then they have to keep it there or get a penalty. So what other short-term solutions can we expect to help the clients out? Thank you. Bye. I feel like I feel like this has come up more this year as we've seen a lot of focus on bond alternatives. The you know the Ibbotson White paper that was so popular highlighted the use of annuities as a bond alternative. But Bobby's question is more about what about the people that don't realize where other safe money alternatives or options are right now? They don't realize how low really every safe money option is. They just remember when fixed rates used to be really high and they're looking for those. What do you think we do for those clients? I think those clients really need the education, the additional education. Um, the If you do compare an annuity to other safe money products out there, nothing compares. I mean, they still give you the best upside potential. They still have the best guarantees. Now, yes, you got to give up a little bit of liquidity for that, but Compared to the other products, even if you put your, let's say, your money in a five-year bond, market rates go up in three years, guess what? You're going to pay a penalty to get out of that bond. So everything, I think, uh, if you compare them all together, they all have some pluses and minuses. So you really just got to focus on the positives, and that is a big positive of annuities, and that's tax-deferred interest, and you really can't beat it right now. One thing that I'll throw out here that is not an annuity, but it has certainly opened the door for many of advisors to talk annuities is the buffered index portfolio that Gradient uh, Investments offers. And if you're not familiar with the buffered index, if you're listening, you're thinking, well, I've never heard of that. I've never talked to anybody about it. It allows people to stay in the market, but gives them a buffer against losses. It's just a short 12 month position. So when volatility is likely to be high, like times when there's a worldwide pandemic and an election year and markets have been unpredictable at best, that buffered index portfolio allows you to be in the market where you're getting a portion of the gains. So let's just call it 15%, for example, but it buffers against losses where the first 10% downside would not be passed on to the client. Sometimes because of the myths and the misconceptions about annuities, it's easier to lead with something like that And then as people start to grasp that concept, they start to get more and more comfortable and start asking, well, how can I protect all the losses? And what are some other 
you know, products out there that would work like that. So I know that's opened the door for a lot of our advisors. They've said that's worked very well. That, yes, you're exactly right. That has worked really well. And having, you know, being allocated, properly allocated, and having some money in the buffered index, some in annuities, some in securities, I mean, that's what we preach every day anyway. So I think uh, if you can show people how those solutions fit into their overall financial plan, you're going to get a lot farther with people and you're going to close more business. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Okay, David from Arizona is up next. Let's see what David has to say. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for all you and your staff do for my business. I have one question. I'm not current silketing, and I'd like to know how well social media marketing is is working uh, lately since the COVID-19 outbreak. Short and sweet. We get asked so much about social media, and it's, it's funny because obviously it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. But advisors, especially advisors that may not use it a lot personally, still want to know, how is it working? What should they look out for? What do you say to people that ask you this question? For me, I think for social media to work the best, you have to be the one that's actually engaged in it and doing personalized posts. So generic posts, having a a third-party service do posts on your behalf with generic articles and things like that, you're not going to get near as far as if it's genuine and it's you and you're the one putting out the message, in my opinion. People want to know you. They want to see you. They want to like you. They want to connect with you. I've done a lot of research on social media. I'm not an expert by any means, but I am fascinated by how we connect with other people. And if you do any research on social media, the experts are going to say it has to be authentic. It has to be engaging. And there has to be a balance of, you know, this educational content you put out like articles with letting them get a little insight into you and your family and, and what your day is like. So yeah, if you're not, if you're not incorporating that in, you are really missing the whole point of social media, which is the social aspect of it. And one of the things that I have just loved over the last five months is the info from Philip Stutz and Win Big Media. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me talk about this before, but he has been putting out a report every month of the pandemic. He has put out a huge national report on the changing behavior of consumers. And one of the things that he continues to highlight is that people are spending more time than they ever have on social media. They are absorbing more marketing message via social media than they ever have in the past, and yet they're less responsive. So if you're one to get easily frustrated or you know you shift gears with marketing a lot, you might be thinking, well, that means it's not working. His point is, what the research shows is people aren't yet back to taking action like normal, but they are paying attention. And they're going to remember who is out there with the marketing messages that are resonating. 100% agree with that. And then I'll just throw out one social media thing that or tip that everybody could do right now. And that's when people come into your office to meet with you, have them check in on Facebook that they're actually at your office. And what that does then is all of their friends When they check in, they're going to see where they're at, and it's going to be at your financial planning firm. 
So that's just another way you can advertise your services and take advantage of other people's social media accounts. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, and you're not familiar with the check-in feature. When you get on somebody's page or when you're on your page, you can check. Literally, it says check in and it'll recognize where you're at. And a lot of our uh, other advisors have done this where they'll put a little, oh, just like what, like a little card out on their desk and say, you know, check in. They offer a $5 Starbucks gift card or something for everybody that checks in. That's a really easy one. And people do it. They don't. I mean, I, I don't think we've had any pushback on doing that. It's just so simple. Exactly. And you don't even have to post anything. They post on your behalf and you get that advertising. And again, they were the ones doing it for you. So it's perfect. It reminds me of something that I ran into with my daughter this year. We went prom dress shopping and it's just a little bitty dress shop, but it was absolutely packed to the brim. Like that was obviously the place to be. And I hadn't seen that they had done a lot of marketing. You know, I didn't see any big commercials. It was really word of mouth and social media with these teenagers that spread the word. And when we checked out, uh, when I went to pay, they offered to give us a $25 discount right then if we checked in, if we shared. Um, they had a little blurb that was ready that we could just share if we shared it on our Instagram story or something, because that's where teenagers are. And of course, everybody did it. So they have these hundreds of girls and their parents that are coming through all sharing their marketing message on social media. It cost them a thing. Genius. Same type that's of thing it. can be used that's in our it. industry. Yep. It's just so good. So powerful. Yeah. Good reminder. Okay. Tom in California is up next. Tom's insurance based, but he's recently brought on a 65 license advisor in his office. So let's listen to his question. Hey, Jamie. So I think you know that I now have a 65 licensed person. Go ahead. She's doing her U4 today. She's going to be working through gradient advisors. And I'm insurance only licensed. So I want to know um, your thoughts, how we, what are some best practices maybe, how we can work together. We really want to capitalize on, you know, not, there isn't just one person who can know everything. So now you have two experts working for you, two horses, um, pulling your retirement wagon in the same direction. So any help there would be greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot. Obviously, his question is one that we've talked about for years. Gradient was at the forefront of talking about getting your 65 and doing that holistic planning. But not every individual has an interest in going and getting their license or wants to set that up. And so there other are other opportunities. We have a lot of agencies that are set up like this, right? Father, son teams, husband, wife. So what he's doing is not that unusual. Do you have some tips or things that are going through your mind that you want to share? Number one thing for me on this one's case central. So Case Central, that's exactly what they're there for, is to help bring the insurance side and the security side together. You've got a team of 15 certified financial planners, so people that are a lot smarter than me and you and that have been trained to build financial plans. They're looking over that client's info, and then based on the the goals and what we're trying to accomplish, they're going to build out the reports and and put those two sides together so it's a nice complete package so for me that's where case central comes in and that's where they earn their money every day that's such a good point i wasn't even thinking along the lines of case central but you're exactly right 
because if I'm insurance focused and I've got somebody who's advisory focused, you don't want the proposal or the plan for the client to feel like there's a disconnect. And Case Central does marry that together very, very well. One of the things that I was thinking about is a lot of people don't realize that in most states, an insurance only agent can be the owner of an REA firm. So if I'm insurance only, I could own the REA firm, I could employ a 65 licensed individual, but then I could share in the profits of the company. So if you're listening and you're thinking, I love the idea of having that, but I just don't know how I'd make it work. That is something that I, I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of. That's the, the, yes. And the other cool thing is like in uh, Tom's case with his assistant, she's, she went with gradient advisors. So we can support both gradient advisors. The, is the RIA firm gradient owns, or if you want to set up your own, independent RIA, you can do that through the RIA registrar, and we can support both of those processes. We've made, we make it easy. We've been doing it for 15 years now, so we're good at it. Uh, so either way you want to go, we've got, we've got the path already built for you. Yeah, that's a good point. One other thing that I, I always feel like we need to talk about when we discuss the two paths that we offer, do you still talk to people that don't realize that if they are an investment advisor representative under another REA firm, that those clients aren't theirs? You still run into people who are surprised by that? I actually ran into uh, to one of those, uh, a lady here two weeks ago, had no, no idea that they, you know, that that RIA firm uh, was in control of her client. So it still does happen. Uh, so every now and then you still run into it. I know. And I'm surprised by the lack of transparency surrounding that, that people just don't realize. One of the things that we feel very strongly in is making sure you know your your path. You have the independent REA side or you can become an investment advisor under Gradient Advisors. But we have what's called the Ascension Program. So if you start under Gradient Advisors and you decide somewhere down the road that you want to go out on your own and you want to start your own firm, then we put in writing that you take those clients with you. So if you're listening and you're thinking of going down this path and you're not ever going to have a conversation with Gradient, that's okay. Just make sure you understand that if you are an IAR under a firm, they are not your clients. So I always cringe a little when I hear that that's a surprise to people. That's yes, that's a great point. You got to be and if it feels if, if people aren't honest and transparent with you in the beginning, then I would say they are probably trying to block or box you in, which gradient obviously we would never do that and that's represented in the fact that we've got solutions no matter what stage you are uh, in the process yeah good point okay the next one is from paul paul is in tennessee he primarily gathers assets under management i think he's got well over 100 million in aum but he also offers some safe money options for his clients i've known paul for years he is extremely diligent about who he uses for safe money and that is um, a bit where his question goes. So let's see what he wants to know. Hey, Jamie. I uh, hope this finds you well. My question is this. Uh, through the years, we've seen a lot of carriers come out with uh, some great offering with great crediting methods, only to see those crediting methods being taken away You know, uh, a year later or two years later. So it's kind of a teaser rate to get people in there, and then they kind of take it away. Um, in your experience, what what carriers uh, would you say, I know it's a hard question, but what carriers would you say 
have uh, played the fairest, who've been the most uh, dependable and the most client-centered in that regard. Thanks. Oh, man. We're going to start calling people out. No, I, I don't know that we can be specific with any carriers, but one thing that I would say about this is to always be wary of outliers. If something looks not right, do a little further investigating and find out more for yourself. For example, we got this question a lot with Equitable when they ran, rolled out their Teton. Everybody said, well, is this just a first year rate? Do they really know what they're doing? And that's where I think a lot of advisors got their first experience in learning what fixed level pricing was and why that makes a difference. So I don't know, Josh, what do you, I have some other things that I would throw out there for this, but what do you tell advisors when they ask you about this? So there are some companies that actually do publish their renewal rates and they take a lot of pride in their renewal rates. Um, For one, a big one that comes to mind for me would be like Pacific Life. They publish all of their renewal rates and they've been impeccable. So I don't know that they have ever lowered uh, a cap or a par rate below what the initial rate they offered was. So there are companies out there that if you're really concerned about that, we can find renewal rates and at least give you the best opportunity that you don't see changes, negative changes to the client. Yep. And if a carrier doesn't publish renewal rates, because there are some that don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a warning sign. But a few other things then that I would look for if you can't go off renewal rates would be, are there other strategies to allocate to if renewals come in poor for one strategy? Do we have other crediting methods? Do we have their indexed options that we could reallocate to? Another thing you can look out for are companies that offer a bailout. So if they have a bailout provision, you can bet they're they're probably not ever going to renew to the point where they would let you liquidate the product because of it. So that gives you another safety net, so to speak. And then we have some new options that even give you, you know, an option to lock in rates for the entire term. Like I'm thinking Bright House, for example, you would never even have to worry about renewal rates because they can't change. Exactly. Exactly. So there's definitely companies out there that you can go to and you don't you won't have to worry about it. And Bright House is a great point. Uh, Your rates are basically guaranteed on that product for six years. So if you don't want to have to worry about getting egg on your face, that's definitely the product you want to look at. Yep, I agree. Okay, Barb in Kansas City is up next. Let's listen to her question. Hi, Jamie. This is Barb. I had a quick question for you. Uh, You know that we've moved to online webinars Uh, instead of in-person events with everything that's going on. But I wondered what other companies some advisors were using for more direct leads and people specifically wanting to meet with an advisor in all of the craziness that's gone on. Have a great day. Thanks a bunch. Can you ever remember a year in which we've talked more about lead options? Uh, No. No, it's been (laughs) crazy. I did a lot of different uh, lead option questions. If you would have told me, you know, a year ago that we would be talking a ton about buying leads, I would have said no way. But here we are. And it is actually something surprisingly enough in January at our summit meeting. One of the things that we had one of our top agents beta test towards the end of last year. And he spoke about at our summit in January was one of the vendors that 
is just direct lead generation. So before we even had such a need for direct lead generation, um, we had him beta testing that. So Josh, I know you've talked a ton about that particular company. What do you tell advisors that ask you about it? So the company that she's referring to is called Smart Asset. And they, like you said, they generate online leads and they sell those leads. Personally, I think they do it better than anybody else out there. Okay, now don't hold me to that. But the reason I think that um, is they have a pretty rigorous process that they run each, each lead through. They've got a 30 questions that they have to answer. Once they get through that uh, question and answers, then they have to have an interview with somebody that actually works with Smart Asset. If they then feel like that's a person that is ready to move forward, they actually need some financial planning advice, then they pass that lead on to the financial services professional. So it's a good program. The other reason I like it is they price the lead based on the net worth of the client. So to give you an example, a client with a million plus dollar net worth, that would be a $175 lead. Well, somebody that has a $400,000 net worth, they still need help, they still need advice. Well, that lead's only gonna be $85 uh, because of the lower net worth. So I think that's a fair way to do it. One thing you've gotta keep in mind with Smart Asset, they do give that same lead to two other financial services professionals. So in some ways, you're gonna have to compete with the, for the business. You need to be organized, you need to have a process in place so as you get those leads, you're right there, you can start working them, calling them, emailing them, trying to get that appointment set. But they do a great job of generating leads. Everybody that I've talked to that's used Smart Asset has said the exact same thing. I can't think of a single producer that I've spoken to that has been disappointed with the results. And we just had a meeting the other day, we were getting feedback from other uh, marketers here internally to ask the same thing. You know, what are you hearing from your advisors? Has there been anybody that's unhappy? And they had the same thing to say, you know, 100% of the people that have done it. So you do have to be an investment advisor to use smart asset. If you're insurance based, there are still some great options. Um, Financialize is one that comes to mind. Now, I don't know that they've been very consistent in producing leads, but you can purchase exclusive leads and they have no requirements on how you're set up. And then I've had several agents that have actually become, um, I think they call it an ELP with Dave Ramsey, where you can sign up for, I don't know, $750 a month or something. It's a flat fee and you get all the leads that come in from his program uh, in whatever zip codes you sign up for. So there are definitely some lead options out there. Some are a little more robust than others, though, like you said. They definitely are. And that's, I think, too, why you we had spoken earlier in the podcast about being organized and making sure you have your group set up correctly and that they're segmented. If you're going to start buying leads, you need to be really good with your coding so you know where that lead came from, and then you can market to them accordingly. So you definitely want to be organized if you're going to start buying leads. The other thing I would say about this, and, and Chuck and I did a couple of podcast episodes on this, but... I, I mean, it, what was it? Just two or three years ago, we were telling people, if you get a lead online, don't pick up the phone and call them right away. Meet them back online. That's come full circle again. You've got to pick up the phone and call and you've got to do it in a hurry because if they are selling. 
the same information to multiple advisors, if you wait 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, it's going to be extremely frustrating if you get them on the phone and they say, well, I'm so sorry, I just committed to so-and-so who just called me. Especially with somebody like Smart Asset when they've already gone through such a rigorous process in which to get a lead out there, they're ready to go. They're expecting the call and they're ready to make an appointment with somebody. So can't stress enough that if you are gonna do that online, make sure you don't have fear of picking up the phone and calling because that'll be your number one asset to get those to move forward. That's exactly right. You definitely got to pick up the phone. You've got to be ready to call. And that's the whole key to it is just making sure you stay in front of that pro or that lead and that prospect so and get the appointment set. Okay. Pam out of California has our next question. We've got one final one after this and hers is kind of unique. Um, I'm just going to play it and then you and I can talk about some options here for her. Hey, Jamie, how are you? It's, I hope you and your family are doing okay. Um, I wanted to touch base and ask you um, if you had any suggestions, any uh, companies that will accept tax shelter annuity funds. I have somebody in their 40s and they need to roll over some money, also contribute uh, current deductions to a TSA. If you had anything, any good suggestions. Okay, so I'm going to cut it off there. She has a second part to her question, but it's the same question that we've talked to about marketing. So she does a lot in the 403B market, and there aren't a lot of options left, right? I mean, there's a handful of companies that are our go-tos, but Annuity Investors was a big one for years. They're lo no longer taking business. So with 403B, we typically look for flex premium, They'll do an automatic draft via EFT. They'll keep it coded as a TSP. Who do you typically talk about? Who do you refer this business to? So I tend to look towards either North American or LSW, Life Insurance Company of the Southwest. The reason I like one of those companies, uh, they both pay bonuses after the first year on the additional contributions. So the client's going to contribute every month for the next you know, how many every years, it's nice to be able to get them a bonus on those additional premiums after the first year. The other reason I like those companies is they tend to take care of the agent too. So the agent doesn't get a full commission on those contributions that come in after the first year, but they still do get a commission. So that, those are the two that I look to mainly. One thing that I think, you know, a lot of advisors get surprised about sometimes is just because the premium is flex premium doesn't mean you also get a commission. It doesn't mean that you always get a bonus. Just because they accept new money after year one doesn't mean that it's the same setup as it was in the beginning. So LSW, North American, I would say, yeah, those are our big ones. Um, obviously, there's more options if you're going to roll it over to an IRA where you can still do flex, um, but to keep it coded as a TSP, I agree that those are those are consistently the big companies that we work with for advisors that focus in that area. Okay, we've got one yep. final question. This actually comes from the, we talked about a father-son team earlier with Bobby out of Florida. This is the son. This is Chris. So let's hear what he has to say. Hey, Jamie. I just wanted to run some things by you. Um, with clients, you know, they're coming in to our office meeting with us with uncertainty um, how would you go about creating a nice mix of different types of annuity products with growth potential? And also, what would you advise uh, us doing to keep money liquid, to take advantage 
of these times when, say, the market goes down. Can you provide me with some, some areas of expertise to really help me help my clients? Appreciate it very much. Look forward to hearing back from you. You're probably not surprised in hearing his question. They do such a good job on really digging into the plans that they put together for clients. What you find sometimes is advisors get really fixated on one company or one product, and that just tends to be their go-to. They are constantly looking and asking and and trying to find the best mix of options. So I'll tell you one thing that's been really helpful for me with this, and then you can share what you know you what you do for agents with this uh, question. But Annuities Genius is a new third-party tool that we have started using in the past year, and it has been absolutely fantastic to quickly see performance comparisons. You can see how various FIA products have returned over different time periods. You can see the specifics on index crediting options. One report gives you such a quick glance at all of that. Otherwise, it would be, gosh, it would be near impossible to try to keep up to date on, well, does this crediting strategy with 140% par rate and a 2% spread outperform this one with a 90% par rate and no spread? And this one that locks in two years, does it do better than this one that locks in one year? And what if I could allocate 25% to each? It's just an endless combination of options that can be so daunting for an advisor. So I have loved the addition of Annuities Genius for that. Um, and the other thing that I would say is don't overpromise and underdeliver. I think the, the next 10 years is unlikely to look like the last 10 years. So set realistic expectations. What do you have to say about this one? What do you tell people? Yes, there's a ton of, in my opinion, really good growth products out there right now. So security benefit comes to mind, equitable guarantee income life insurance with their guarantee growth plus product. There are a lot of different options to choose from. You're exactly right. That annuities genius tool, that is really, really a solid tool to be able to use to pick out indexes and products that have performed well. So that's been great. Um, I think it's also important to keep in mind that sometimes, especially given today's kind of interest rate environment, where we're at from a volatility standpoint, it is important right now more than ever to look outside and look at indexes that aren't just the S&P 500 because you can still get really good par rates out there. There are still indexes that have performed really well, given what's going on. So I think just keeping an open mind, which is what, what Chris does and what Bobby does, that's the main thing. Just keep an open mind. Don't write the same product all the time just because that's what you've done. Yep. So, so important to keep an open mind. And if, Anybody's listening that has not used Annuities Genius and you're interested in it, we're actually doing a 30-day free trial. So this is not our software. Um, we just we are users of it. We are believers in it. And we will put back into your business if it's something that you think would be valuable. So I'll put in the show notes where you can go get that free trial if you want. And if you left us a voicemail with a question and we did not get to it, I apologize. But thank you for everybody that called in. If you're listening and you're wishing that we would have done a question that we didn't answer today, call us or drop us an email. You can contact us with the information right there on the webpage and we will be back in 
a month with new guests, new topics. Josh is the co-host, so won't just be me that you have to listen to all the time. And we're excited. Really excited. Really excited. Thanks again for having me on the show again, Jamie. I'm really looking forward to co-hosting with you next season. And I know the guests that we're going to have are going to be more impactful than ever. So really looking forward to it. Yep, it's going to be awesome. Maybe next season we can get like a, a video set up because I think you're even more likable if people can look at the beard all day long. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what I can do about that. That sounds great. I like it. All right. Thanks, Josh. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you later.